0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live
3: right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. Taking your calls and your questions this afternoon, 303-690-3000 is the number, 303-690-3000. Taking your calls and your questions and... Your texts. We have a dedicated text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That's a dedicated text line. You can actually use that text line twenty four hours a day, seven days a week for prayer requests. I just sent a whole batch to our team today uh, of prayer requests. If we don't address them on the air, uh, prayer requests get sent on to prayer our prayer team and our team here. So. Use it. Put it in your phone uh, and uh, use it for the glory of God and allow the Holy Spirit to use you in these last days, growing uh, in grace, open to a work of His Spirit, open to what He wants to accomplish in your life. I mean, that that to me is one of the, the areas that's so vital so important uh, as we turn our hearts toward the Lord in these last days. It's easy to get sidetracked into other things. It's easy to get caught up in other people's opinions. It's easy to let uh, pundits and politicians and even pastors uh, be the main influence in your life instead of the leading of the Holy Spirit. And the there's a lot wasted when we get sidetracked like that. And so my heart as long as I'm breathing I'm going to be pointing you to the Lord. Uh and it's okay if you disagree with me. Uh it's okay if you have a different viewpoint. Uh I think that that's the one of the big things that we need to accept about each other that we're not going to always see things eye to eye. However in the spirit we're we're in unity. In the spirit we're we are I mean in our flesh, that's where division comes. But in the spirit, we maximize what the Lord is doing in our life. So give me a call. I'd love to hear your point of view. 303 690 Uh what's maybe you have a new resolution uh or commitment or habit you want to break in twenty twenty three. I'd sure love to hear about it and pray with you. Um, you know, I it doesn't really matter if you like the word resolution or not, or you like if you agree with that. None of that really matters, does it? you got a group of people that say, I want to change in 2023. Good. I'd love to hear what's on your heart. Uh, Call it a resolution. Call it a recommitment. Call it a rededication. Call it brokenness, repentance, humility, change. Use whatever words you want to use. Um, But I would sure love to hear uh, what the Lord is wanting to do uh, in your life and how you have agreed with him. Because that's really what a resolution is. You know, you resolved to commit yourself uh, in a new direction, a new commitment. You know, some popular ones. Um, you know, popular ones. I'm just going gonna, gonna to Google that while I'm waiting for some phone calls. Uh, popular New Year's resolutions. So let's just see what pops up here. Um, I have an idea, but I'd rather... Um, here is the first hit. 15 most popular New Year's resolutions. Get in shape. Uh, Lose weight. Enjoy life to the fullest. Spend less. Save more. Spend more time with family and friends. Get organized. Learn something new. Travel more. Break your smartphone addiction. That should be number one. I'm sorry. That was my opinion eat more at home, (laughs) drink alcohol less. How about none? Stop smoking. How about completely reduce stress? Get more sleep, man. If I, if I could do that by resolution, I'm in floss regularly. (laughs) That was number 15. Uh, so maybe you have one on the list, not on the list. I'd love to hear about it What the, what the Lord's doing. Uh, 303, 6903000 Six nine zero three thousand three zero three six nine zero three thousand. by that way by the way that list was from a website called thehealthy.com a readers digest uh website so there's some legitimacy at least to what they were surveying uh and what they um what they were um laying before us um it's not a major resolution for me uh, like like it needs super improvement but I did I have made a conscious decision uh, in the last 12 days to pay more attention in my devos um, I have regular devos just about every day I can't say every day even after 12 days I think there's been one or two days where I got it uh, you know in the morning um, where I, I got in the word later in the day or I, I prefer morning so that's kind of my own personal commitment but um and I love. I I have some devotional books that I read. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, as we go through, I'll give you a list of my devos that I read, uh, and then maybe because I have quite a few. Uh, and and before my devos, though, I have adopted something that I have used um, my whole entire walk with the Lord, uh, and I, I learned it in. Um, I learned it. Uh, at Calvary Chapel in Downey, where I came from, and I pass it on to the church here. Uh, and it is the commitment to read a chapter of Proverbs every day and a collection of psalms. Sometimes it's just one, two, five. Uh, it doesn't, just reading through the psalms and then some time in the gospels uh, following the life of Jesus. And that that's a habit that I've had, plus my... Uh, devotional um, the different devotions that I have and and so that's um, that's been a blessing uh, in my life and even as today uh, in our devos if you follow a very similar pattern of reading uh, the Proverbs today then you know there was such a bunch of good wisdom today Um, you know whether it's an excellent wife is the crown of her husband he, She who causes shame is rottenness, or uh, a righteous man regards the life of his animal, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel, or the way of the fool is right in his own eyes, but he who heeds counsel is wise. So we have a lot to talk about. I see the phone lines are lighting up. So uh, praying, maybe you have a resolution or a recommitment, something this year you want to talk about. Maybe you failed for 10 years, uh, and then now you're just wondering, how can I go forward? Um, i got some suggestions for that too. Give me a call, 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand seven two zero. This is the texting line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. All right, we're heading out to New Jersey first. Hope FM, uh, Richard. Welcome to the program. Hello, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Richard. How are you today? Oh, pretty well. Okay, you're on the air. Um,
2: yes, sir. Uh, I had a question about um, in the book of Deuteronomy. Um, it asks. The people of Israel to bind God's Word to his forehead and hand. And that is to be understood symbolically as uh, the thoughts and their actions, the forehead and the right hand, um, in that particular verse, I think. And now if we go to the book of Revelation, um, it speaks of the mark of the beast being placed on people's foreheads and hands. And in popular culture today, a lot of people seem to relate that to an actual physical mark. Um, And I'm wondering if it's kind of to be understood in the same symbolic way of the, uh, the, the binding of God's Word now. Now, the mark of the beast being found in the same areas, is that, is that the thoughts and the action and not actually a physical mark of any way?
3: No, no, it's definitely physical, and I'll tell you why I believe it's physical biblically. If you read in Revelation 13, speaking of the Antichrist, um, it speaks of the Antichrist being granted power to give breath to this image. That's literal. The image Richard, uh, that could both speak and cause as many not to worship to be killed, that's literal. Uh he causes all both small and great, rich and f- poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their and that I believe is a literal mark on his right hand, a literal right hand, and on his forehead, a literal forehead. And and then the result of that is that no one, verse seventeen, may buy or sell except the one except uh, one who has uh the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Um and so the it, it's a very literal mark. Um And it is it is taken not against a person's will, Uh, it's taken literally, uh, it's taken freely and willingly, uh, and it is a willing decision of opposition and rebellion to God. So no, I think it's a literal mark in Revelation.
2: Well, thank you so much because I've been uh, I don't know why that came on my heart, you know, trying to. Put these two together, and I just wanted a, an
3: authoritative, um, I, you know. Take. <laughs> yeah, I do think you're you're what you're doing right now uh, in coming up to this question is a great example of Bible interpretation or Bible study, where you've taken a passage of Scripture, you've actually taken two passages of Scripture, and you in, you dealt with them individually. Uh, you made observations on the text. You tested those op- observations by the context and then you come to an interpretation and you can see in Deuteronomy that there's a symbolic nature of binding those words, even though today the Orthodox Jews will um, are put the phylacteries on and they have a literal um, expression of this. So there's even a, a, a similarity in the sense that there is a, a physical expression of what's instructed in Deuteronomy, but you're right the essence of deuteronomy is in worship of god uh, it's an inside job not an outside job and then you fast forward to revelation you do the same thing and i'm speaking of you in particular you read the text you made observations you tested those observations by the context and 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 then then you asked the question because you weren't sure um, and and that's an interpretive question and that that's whether you realize what you were doing or not you were following something that we know is the inductive bible study method where you really do have to interpret both sections individually uh before you compare them and then if you come you know whatever conclusion you come to needs to fit not only what the text says but what the context says so i say to you in new jersey good job
2: thank you very much sir that means a lot
3: you're welcome and if this is something you've never been introduced before like this system, and you want to learn a very easy way, um, probably the most simplest way to learn this way of Bible study, it's a book by Pastor Skip Heitzig. um, And the title is How to Study the Bible and Enjoy It. And you, it's a very small book. He does a great job of simplifying, uh, uh, you know, at, at least it's an introductory step into inductive Bible study. You can go much deeper, a lot of other great resources. But to start with, I I guarantee you'll be blessed if you pick up that resource. Thank you.
2: All right, man. Bless you. you.
3: Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Welcome, everyone, listening live on Radio by Grace Network as well as the Grace FM radio network. You're listening live. And then Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio, you guys are hearing this one week delayed, and all that really means is that you... um, call the show while you hear it, talk to a live host, just like you're on the phone with them, because you are, and then next week, this exact time next week, you'll be able to tune into your local radio station and hear yourself, which is pretty cool. So we're heading over to Pompano Beach, Florida. Tina, welcome to the program.
1: Hi, Pastor. How are you?
3: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: Excellent. I am thrilled that you took my call. I'm a huge follower of yours recently. I don't really have a question. I just wanted to thank you because uh, maybe today's uh, sermon or last night's sermon and then I'm driving and finally I caught your number about Hannah and leading, um, Mm. you know, how desperation leads to dedication. Yes. And it's so true. I wish that I wasn't one of those people that came to Jesus looking for something. Yeah. You know, it's too bad. I wish I had come on my own, but I'm here now.
4: That's right. And I I've been, take that.
1: Yeah, I've been walking with the Lord for a couple of years, and it's difficult to give mm-hmm. up the sins of the flesh and the worldly things. It's been a struggle. Yes. Not so much for addiction, but just the ways of the world and friendships that have to go to the wayside and... But every day that I listen to a sermon, or I read the Bible, or I go to service, I find myself more and more of a believer. Yes, and I'm thrilled to be part of the team. How's yes. that?
3: I I agree, and you know, I even as you think about how you came to the Lord, you know, I came to the Lord broken, uh, messed up, my whole life destroyed. By the time I was in my teens, I was already um, I was already a mess, and and i was drawn to um i was drawn to attending a church because of a friend and but but you know i came with all sorts of sorted you know sorted out motives too i i didn't really have any idea what was going on in my life or um and and i and so I, I don't want you to beat yourself up too much over that because uh, whatever the motivation is that god would use to get our attention um it's what comes afterwards you know it really, what where's our life today and what is God doing today? And what's He revealing? And are we walking close with Him? And are we enjoying fellowship and abiding in Him? And, you know, I don't know so much that He's going to be ups- necessarily upset or anything with how we got there. But, like you said, we're here, we're following Him, we're dedicating our lives, and we desire more dedication, not less.
1: Exactly, and I wanted to thank you especially because I really enjoy your sermons, and I listen to them every day. And they definitely uplift me and give me a viewpoint that is biblical yet simple and and realistic. And that very, I'm too. very
3: grateful. So good.
1: Yeah. Nice to meet you.
3: All right. God bless you. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. I really want to thank our friends at Radio by Grace because they're. They're the ones that um, added our program to the network, both Calvary Live and Abounding Grace, and I've been getting a lot of feedback uh, already. We just started a new series on Abounding Grace, and by the way, if you're new uh, to the program, uh, my name is Ed Taylor, I pastor, so this is not like a professional radio show, it is a show, it's a Bible show that's hosted by pastors, and I've been pastoring here in Aurora, Colorado now for 23 years, and we've had a radio teaching broadcast for 22 20- two or 21 of those years. I don't know. Pretty much for, oh, very close to the beginning. And and so what we do is we take our Bible studies that I teach here, and then we edit them, and then they get uh, played on the radio. And And so we just started a new series because we teach through the Bible. So we get to go through the Old Testament, New Testament, starting in verse 1, and then ending. we don't end until we finish the book. So I'm going to look at the date here because I've been getting, a, oh, wow, it is close. So I didn't know. I've been getting a lot of feedback uh, on, these, on the introductory studies already because of I've been hearing uh, things like rawness. Uh, there's a lot of grief. I must have mentioned my son and uh, his passing. Uh, of course, Hannah. Um, and so I was thinking, yeah, it's probably been a couple years, but I, we delivered that study in 2014. So I started 1 Samuel on our midweek Bible study here, 2014, uh, April, and that's just about a year after my son passed away in May of 2013. So, um, if you listen to Abounding Grace, uh, those studies are uh, pretty raw, because I was pretty raw uh, in the moment, and uh, I'm... I know God's going to use them because He used them here, um, and already using them on the on the radio again. Like, whoa! I didn't know they were so close. Um, I thought maybe it was eighteen or nineteen or seventeen, but it's four two thousand fourteen. My son died in two thousand thirteen, and and that's a topic if you want to talk about uh, what grief does, not necessarily about my son uh, or my grandson, but uh, what grief does um, and how that changes a person and how uh it 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 can um uh, have devastating consequences and all kind. maybe maybe that's where you're at right now maybe that is the timing of the lord for today's program and you just need someone to talk it through and i can give a few minutes to talk it through uh here on the radio all you have to do is call me 303 690 3000 303 690 3000 and you know it was uh for me on a side note it was first samuel and second samuel Studying um those books with Pastor Chuck Smith. Uh, we all went through three hundred and twenty something Bible studies on cassette as a part of our Bible college uh training experience. And we uh I studied for it was the study, it wasn't Genesis, it wasn't Exodus, it wasn't Leviticus, it was first and second Samuel and Kings that really caused me to fall in love with the Bible and the old testament. Like it was I was just so overwhelmed by the grace of God throughout 1 Samuel, um, 2 Samuel. So it is going to be, Now I appreciate you guys giving the feedback because it is uh, going to be dynamic. It's going to be shaking people's lives up. And that's a good thing. Fort Collins, we're coming back now to Colorado. Fort Collins, Lynn, welcome to the program.
0: Hi. Um, Hi. So, I, I've decided to read through the Bible um, this year, starting yes. in Genesis, going all the way to Re- Revelation. And I read um, Genesis 27, where it, it talks about Jacob receiving the blessing from Isaac over Esau. And I just wondered what your opinion was about Rebecca doing it through um, deception and lies.
3: Yeah that's a pretty that- that's a pretty serious uh, chapter you know because in our in, in our western mindset you know just culturally how you and I have been raised in our generation how we naturally have this thought and we have to exp- we have to understand this to express this if i do good then I'll be rewarded. If I do bad, then I'll suffer consequences, that type of thinking. And then we we also uh, ascribe that to God. Uh, and, you know, even the fictional characters like Santa Claus, you know, that a lot of people, I'm not saying you do this, but just in general, a lot of people say, you know, kind of view God like Santa Claus. He's got a list. He's checking it twice. He's trying to find out who's naughty and nice. Uh, and then, of course the- the nice will be rewarded, the naughty will be destroyed, and not coal and dirt and sticks and and so we kind of carry that baggage with us into these challenging um passages you know the 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 reality of god 's will is going to be accomplished, but it 's not accomplished as clean as we would want it, and so we have deception, we have dishonesty we have You know, it's in a family. On top of that, right? So it makes it even worse. Um, And and then at the end, you know, God's will is accomplished, and we have to we we shake our head and go, "What? Why would God bless deception? Um, Why would at least it appears that God blesses deception? But but He doesn't. Um, God, you a, a better way to approach this is as the Bible is telling us the truth about a situation. We need to remember that God doesn't hide behind the scenes. You know, we all have a family, right? We all grew up in a family, and not everybody knew what was going on in our house. Not everybody knew what was happening behind closed doors, how we were raised, how we were treated, and any of those things. But the Bible, it will peel back the curtain, if you will, to let us know that, yes, God's will is accomplished, but it it on the a, on a spiritual side, But on the physical side, it was a very deceptive way that was happening in that home. And the greatest word, so with that kind of observation, the greatest word that I would uh, use to describe this is grace. This is a gracious God accomplishing His will, even though it was brought about through deception. And the deception was a tool, just like the devil, is a tool in God's hand to bring about his purposes and his plan without approval of sin. And so I think that one of the best ways is to describe that is something that happens in a home with a kid, and the kid makes a big mistake, uh, and a parent comes in and doesn't sanction that mistake, but through that mistake uses it to teach a lesson, uh, and to use it to bring about a hug or a uh, an affirmation to the kid. And, and she's like, you know, I, I wouldn't have never hugged you or affirmed you in this moment, unless you had made this big decision, but I don't, this big mistake, but I don't want you to think that I'm approving of sin. I just want you to know I love you. And even in you make mistakes, I'm still going to be with you. And, and so the best say that again.
0: I love that. That really explains it. You know, it, in a grace perspective, I didn't even think of it that way. So that that is really good.
3: And so, what what people do with this passage, Lynn, is they'll come back and say, "Well, see, God approves of sin." And and we also have another. Again, I guess we could go all day. If I was developing a Bible study on this, maybe I would go all day. But here's another thing: as adults that we have adopted, whether we believe it or not, or whether we whether we've ever used it or not, we were certainly taught it within the context of moral relativism and it's this thought the end always justifies the means and i remember with my kids when my kids were young we were very avid uh adventures and odyssey uh listeners with the focus on the family it was a little serial of of this town and it was a radio brought it was a radio um you know, program for kids and you follow these families in this little town. And one of the lessons that I remember listening to, because we listened to it with them, was uh, the main character, his name's Mr. Whitaker, is teaching the kids. And he was teaching them that you can do uh, the right thing the right way. You can do the right thing the wrong way. You can do the wrong thing what you perceive as the right way and the wrong thing the wrong way. And And the way the world is, it says it doesn't matter how you do it as long as... The end is is accomplished you don 't have to do it anyway, but God says no. the best way is to do god 's will god 's way and of course god 's will accomplished, and there 's a lot of pain in this you know there 's still a lot of tension with Esau and jacob um there's deception. there 's deception there' like deception really you if you've ever if you 've ever been hurt by someone lying to you, you know what it causes a lot of pain, so there 's still a lot of family drama because because of this but it's not going to stop what God needs to accomplish in bringing in the Messiah.
0: Got it. Got it. That's a really good explanation. Thank you.
3: Well, thank you for calling. Bye-bye.
0: You bet. Bye.
3: All right. We're coming up already on the end of the first half. Thanks for um, joining us. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the number. We're taking your calls and your questions. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Here's a real quick one. Some people say Matthew 24 was fulfilled in 70 AD. Some people say part of it was. Some people say none of it was. Does it really matter? It, it does matter. Because if you believe, if a person believes Matthew 24 was already fulfilled, then that's going to skew the rest of the way they read the Bible. Um, and they're going to dismiss any of the prophetic insights of the coming of the Lord and the um, the ultimate um, rule of the Antichrist. So it absolutely does. And, and definitely some things that happen in AD 70 and the destruction of, of Jerusalem um, definitely has a bearing of partial fulfillment but not complete fulfillment. So absolutely it does matter how you view Matthew 24 because if you get Matthew 24 wrong, you're going to get the rest of prophecy wrong. So, great question. Thanks for texting it in. By the way, we have a de- uh, dedicated text line, 720 336 0897. And we'll come uh, back to the program. We only have a few seconds before the music, but we will uh, be right back. Um, so that the Lord would use this time and use you greatly. Open line, give me a call. We'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Hey, welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, this is the second half of today's program. And this is called, we we name this program Calvary Live because it is a live program, and you're listening to it live on the Radio by Grace and Grace FM radio networks. If you're listening on the Hope FM, Truth FM, or Higher Rock radio networks, then you are listening to it one week delayed. However, it is a live program, and we do do it live. Uh, and what the whole heart of this program was not to be some high-minded Bible answer program. There are other people that do that, and they probably do it very well. And while we do answer Bible questions or we answer questions with the Bible, absolutely, we wanted it to be more pastoral. We want it to be more conversational. We want the program, like for you to be have access to a pastor away from the pulpit. We want to pray for you. We want to cry with you. We want to laugh with you. We want to be encouraged. We want to be encouraged by you. We want to encourage you, and so the pastors that we have selected uh, to host the program, um we've selected on purpose uh, so that it is pastoral um we want it we we want it to be uh, you don't always have access to pastors you know especially a senior pastor uh, outside of of the pulpit although we aren't exclusive to senior pastors hosting you know but um, right now there are uh, but we have others that uh, will fill in that aren't uh, soon so we're looking forward to that but um it, it's 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 really pastoral, and and since we started the program, I've been very encouraged. Kevin, do you know the the um do you know the the year we started Calvary Live? I I don't remember what year, um, but it wasn't the time of the um it's it's a little bit younger than the age of the station. It took us a little bit of time to learn how to run a radio station uh, before we started something like this because it does require a lot of extra work, um, but. We're grateful to have it. You are here. We have a phone number dedicated. Uh, it works anywhere 303 uh, 690 We don't have an 800 number or anything because those t- those numbers cost a lot of money. So, with cell phones now, you, 303 number, you can just, it, it's free anyway. So, um, use it, call us. That's to be on the air verbally. But if you want to text me, um, as I see text coming in right now, you can always do that 720 uh, 720- three three six zero eight nine seven that's a dedicated text prayer line and it's always live 24 hours seven days a week uh, and it's especially used and we check it every day uh, from 4 p.m. to 5 p.m. Mountain Time so we're gonna head over to Baltimore Ruth is on the air uh, or on the line Ruth welcome to the program
4: yes thank you pastor you do a excellent job and I pray for your continued healing Ejected you. your losses that you had.
3: Thank you very much.
4: Was angels that he wanted with him because he they were so special, uh-huh. like he, what they were to you. I would to like to ask the question. I do attend Bible study, <clears throat> but we all grow as long as we live, and I've heard so much about the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I just want to ask the question because I'm still growing.
5: Okay.
4: Uh I just kind of I hear about the voices. I mean, our tongues. I hear about, um, for example, uh, you know, when you confess the Lord as your Savior in Romans 10. So it's all that's connected with the Spirit, but, and I heard the Scripture, I don't remember the Scripture, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit come upon you. But the main question is, if you could help out a little bit with that, what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? And the reason I was asking the question because a lot of people say something about unless you speak in a tongue, yeah. you don't have the Holy Spirit. So yes. I just, I just want to ask you, as you play that around, yeah. in your, in your spirit, what does it it means to be filled with it? Can you be filled with the Holy Spirit without speaking in tongues?
3: So let me ask that. Let me answer that question first. Can you be filled with the Holy Spirit and not speak in tongues? Yes.
4: Okay. Thank not, you for
3: that. Not everyone has Thank the gift you. of tongues, and tongues is not the evidence. Uh, and you know, there's a there's a system of theology known as uh, Pentecostalism, uh, charismatic theology <laughs> um, <I heard> it. <laughs> that would teach that the evidence some some of them would teach that the evidence of the Holy Spirit is um, demonstrative um, outbursts known as the gift of tongues. Although I do believe. The gift of tongues is today, is for today. And I do believe that men and women are gifted with this, with the gift of tongues. Mm, As
4: a gift. Okay. Not everyone.
3: So, but the question of the fill with the Holy Spirit is a really relevant one for today because um, what does that mean exactly is a perfect question. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the Bible gives us insight um, because, and so does the Word. Uh, and and one of the the first time we read about um, the first time we see um, the word filled with the Spirit um, in the New Testament is in Luke chapter one, um, talking about John the Baptist. It says he'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter one, um, and then with uh, Elizabeth then was filled with the Holy Spirit in Luke chapter one. Uh, Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus in Luke two f- was filled with. Wisdom, uh, the great spirit, the grace of God was upon him, and then Mark or Matthew, uh, no Luke chapter four, Jesus being filled with the Holy Spirit was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So this is a familiar phrase, um, and the way that I, the place that I believe we have the greatest insight of what that word means is actually when it's used in Ephesians, and if you remember in Ephesians where the Holy Spirit's teaching us, and He says. Um, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, which is in dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I think here is our greatest insight of what f- being filled with the Holy Spirit is, like in a general sense. And it's compared to being drunk with wine. And. I think that one of the ways that we can describe being drunk with wine is being under the influence of wine. Have you heard that phrase before, under the influence? Are you with me still? Yes, sir. Uh, So under the influence, or you could also say uh, controlled by wine. And so he says, don't be drunk, don't be influenced, don't be controlled by wine because there's emptiness there but instead be filled and i think that word filled actually does literally mean to be filled like a cup being filled with something uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, so that cup uh, is no longer empty but filled with some liquid filled with some substance he says instead of being under the control of wine uh, and by you know by application being con- under the control of anything be filled which would also speak of being controlled by, being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. And I think Paul says it a different way in Galatians, um, that if we walk in the Spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And so I believe basic a basic understanding of being filled with the Holy Spirit, how it gets lived out, is that your life is controlled by the Spirit. You are walking in the Spirit. You are following God the word of God is being lived out in your life. You're not under the influence of someone's opinion and you're not under the influence of, of some substance and you're not under the influence of our culture. Or you're not believing the lies of the devil. And I think we could go list to list to list, but instead you are living under the influence controlled by the Holy Spirit.
4: Uh, yeah being controlled by the holy spirit
3: and nothing else that's right so let me ask you this let's ask for the, let's let's ask this question i'll answer it but before i answer it i wonder how you would answer it what do you think is the most important evidence in a person's life who is filled with the holy spirit what what's the what what one thing that you see in a person's life that you go, you know what, that sister, she is filled with the Spirit. What do you think? I, I, I would reduce it down to one thing. What do you think it is?
4: Obedience to the Lord.
3: Obedience, okay. I would suggest this, because I do think obedience is a fruit of the Spirit, so I agree with you. But I would say this, the greatest evidence of someone that is filled with the Holy Spirit is not tongues, is not all these gifts, and not it is love.
4: Love,
3: okay. A person.
4: Oh yeah, because that's the greatest thing about this. That's the right.
3: Spruces. And I think, okay. I think for me, I'll tell you what. Like for me, who was a very loveless person, uh, a person that um, had no desire for God to be filled with His love is is unbelievable.
4: Can I say another second thing? Thank you for that help. That was great, but beautiful, that broken down for me, I do a 10-bit Bible study. I just didn't know how to answer that question that, that came okay. to me. That's I want to share something real briefly, okay. that when I, mean, I was 18 years old, Just a second question, a, 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 a second sharing, okay. actually, that I was raped uh, as a virgin girl in high school. I'm sorry. And... Uh, I speak sometime, and you know that you don't have to. I'm a lay minister, but you don't have to be a lay minister. You can be just anybody in Tennessee Bible study at church, United Methodist Church. And uh, and I I was led to say, will you speak again through the uh, conference call uh, coming up? And I told him, yes. Last time I spoke on the arm of God. This time I want to speak. The Lord laid on my heart, so you've never shared it with nobody. And uh, I want to use a scripture or some scriptures that would back up me being raped. The person was known in the community. The person's mother had died. He wasn't a problem person. They had a deacon in the church, and they didn't take out no wants, and then he left town anyway. So I just want to say that the Lord brought to me one of the fruit of the Spirit, which was love, what you just said. Brought to me love and um, one of the fruits of the Spirit. And then another scripture came to me, and I was going to ask your opinion, because okay. I'm sure as a pastor, you let people go which way the Spirit leading them, unless they're not in contact. They okay. all, he also gave me the fifth chapter of John, where the man was, uh, uh, what he was crippled for 38 years, but he had to pick up his bed and go ahead with his life. I had a Christian family, yes. Christian church members' family, And that's what got me through. So what I'm trying to say is both of those came to me. Which one of those do you think will be fitting for to bring a message?
3: If you were teaching on a past pain, um, I think from those two passages, I would choose the crippled man being touched by the Lord because there wasn't much he could do about um, his crippling disease. There wasn't much he could do about it. was already done, you know, it, it couldn't be undone. It couldn't be changed. But after an encounter with Jesus, his whole life changed. And we can't change the past, but we can learn to heal and forgive and move forward. I would, if I was you, I would develop the message in John 5.
4: Uh, would be fitting for me to share the, the experience I had, I'm going to pick songs 34 though. I'm going to pick a song, and then I'm going to pick one of those scriptures,
3: to brain fold. Yeah, and I think, you know, I would just say for advice on sharing such a traumatic event that I would be careful with all the details, um, and I would would be careful with um, anything that might become graphic, you know, because I want to keep my audience, so I want to stay. I want to be able to share with them the truth, but I want to make sure, uh, and I I can hear it in your voice, so I'm not saying this because I'm correcting you, I can hear it, that you're going to go in this direction. But I want to always remember that even as I'm sharing, um, I want to make sure that I'm sharing, pointing people to the Lord and not making it about my problem. And um, And I think that that's, that's key, where I, I'm here. I want to be here as a testimony that I suffered a very traumatic event when I was younger. It was horrible. It was hurtful. It was painful. But I met a man, and he... Uh, healed my life, and uh, and I want to share with you about the power of the healing and forgiveness that's found in Jesus Christ.
4: Sound like well, something that you can explain why you're, why you're I'm going to explain why I picked it. I was led to pick it. Good. But the man in the pool of Salome wanted to be put in the water.
3: Yes. Yes. Well, thank you so much for calling. Bye-bye three oh three six nine zero three thousand. Let's come back to Aurora now. Greg, welcome to the program.
5: Yes. Hello Ed. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Uh very blessed to have had someone nudge us into your church where we've been for about three years.
3: So Oh fantastic.
5: Thankful for that. So yes. uh had a question uh how to deal with the situation. I was kind of a prodigal um and some people that are about 20 years older than me, they're about almost 80 now, um, but they, uh, the, the wife in particular um, really was instrumental in sort of uh, bringing me back and praying with me, and uh, she prayed in tongues over me and everything. But uh, they live quite a ways away, but they keep on sending emails. Um, they're very, very into this uh is it Tribune Broadcast Network, TBN?
3: Trinity, yeah, the Trinity Broadcast Trinity. Network.
5: Trinity, yeah, and they're always pressuring me like something is wrong if I'm not speaking in tongues. And they send me things like Sid Roth and all these people. It's prosperity gospel, and it's a lot of them don't really believe Jesus was a, or the Holy Spirit are separate individuals. Um, they Uh, A lot of non-biblical stuff, and, like, you know, you shouldn't ever even have a cold, you know. I mean, you should never be sick or anything, that something's wrong if you're not, you know, perfectly healthy every minute of every day. And I I just don't know how to, like, tell them, hey, this is just not biblical. They're almost fanatical. They're kind of like Trump. I mean, I don't want to get political, but, you know, it's kind of like they're just, like, Focused on Trump, and I don't know. I don't know how to address that with them. That it, it's not not biblical. A lot of what they're saying. I don't want well, to be so, mean about it.
3: There's so many layers uh, that you just mentioned. I mean, I heard at least four or five different angles of false teaching, or false direction, or replacing the gospel, or um, you know, the prosperity essence, or the denial of the Trinity. I mean, you're right. One of the one, one very 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 Famous teacher on TBN, uh, T.D. Jakes, uh, does not believe in the Trinity. Um, He believes in a false teaching known as modalism. And even though God uh, uses him or uh, in some way to draw people's attention because people don't know uh, that he doesn't believe in the Trinity, so fortunately he's a pep talker and a life coach, and, and God uses him when he opens the Bible to encourage people. But, you know, God saves. But still, you're right. You are right in your assessment, of most of, not all of. There are a few good teachers. I think Greg Glory's on TBN, and David Jeremiah, and there's some really good teachers, which kind of muddies the water because there's some really bad teachers, uh, false teachers on TBN, and and so I suggest a couple of ways uh, that you can think about this. But my first suggestion is pick one topic and learn about it, and tell your start to tie dialogue. Um, with your friends whether it's email or on the phone or a zoom call or you drive out there for a lunch or a dinner um, because they live so far you know you'd schedule it where you can do eye to eye and and you share with respect um, because you do appreciate them you love them uh, you want to learn how to speak the truth in love um, and I think that I think that any of those topics could easily be uh, if you want to stay doctrinal you could stick to the trinity uh, if you want to talk about the, the prosperity gospel, the Bible talks all about uh, the dangers of money and the fact that um, if, they really, you know, if they really believed uh, in the prosperity gospel, then they would be multimillionaires. And I, I guess, I probably, I'm, I know I'm guessing here, but I bet they're not millionaires. Um, uh, but the people they're giving money to are millionaires um, uh, because that, that's how it works. It's kind of like the Christian Ponzi scheme. Um, only the guys on tv get the jets and the clothes and the multi-million dollar houses because everyone else sends them their final 20 dollar bill or their their hundred dollars and they don't pay the rent or they miss their electric bill or they would rather go hungry while these guys i mean it's just a racket you know and the bible speaks to that that uh, there'll be people using the gospel in the old king james it's described as filthy lucre um, just to take advantage of people and and so i i think that uh, at the very least you can ask them to stop sending you things um and so you don't have to receive them um they they can if they want to send you a prayer request they want to send you a um you know how's your family and let's talk about but they don't have you know you don't have to receive all the the stuff that they're forwarding number 1 number 2 i think we have to understand that they're probably homebound they probably spend a lot of time in the tv and now youtube and the um the internet and this is how they pass their time and their ears are being tickled and you know, there's a good chance they could be lonely and you know, that's how it started. I think of my mom before she passed away. She's a very lonely woman stuck at home. Didn't really want to leave the house very much. So she wasn't into Christian television, but what she was into is she watched all the infomercials and after she passed away, we were cleaning out her house. She had bought so many things from the infomercials, things that she never used, never needed, never opened because she was lonely. And, and so I think we take that into account where we just step into their lives and let your relationship, you know, you lead with relationship, you lead with love, and then we'll talk about the hard things. Um, But asking them to stop sending you things is is okay. I, I have to, and I still continue to tell people, stop sending me YouTube videos. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch what you watched. Uh, I don't want anything. I don't have time for it. I got I'm and I don't understand how you have time for it um, with all that God has called us to do. But um, people still send me YouTube videos, but I don't watch them. I don't have time. And so I think that's part of just build on, take the advantage of your relationship and talk to them.
5: Good. Yeah, I just feel so pressured by them that something's wrong with me because I'm not speaking in tongues. It's constant. I, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Huh, is there something wrong with me?
3: <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with you on that topic. I mean, there might be other things wrong with you, but not that. Um, like, <laughs> the, the fact, not everybody has the gift of tongues. And so, no, it, it it's not, that is not a biblical teaching.
5: Okay, well, very good. Well, I appreciate it. Let's okay, get and I think it. on our
3: website, by the way, if I, on our website, uh, let me, it just hit me right now. Let me see. We have... A growing deeper under the resource. Let me see here. Under resources, let's see where we put it. Uh, we have so many things on our website that I want to make sure I send you to the right place. Uh, grow in your faith. So we put, we have an article up there on the prosperity or the word of faith movement, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of information that you could have that would be helpful, but um, our okay, grow in your faith, discipleship, uh, apologetics. Yes, yeah, so if you go down to the bottom of our website, there's a tab that says grow in your faith, and then um, just click click that and then mm-hmm. scroll down, and it says uh, apologetics, and there is uh, um, emerging church, Islam, popular culture. Oh, it's on here somewhere. If you look okay. for it, I know it's, we're live radio I'll right now, it. but, but we'll get you the info and you know, it's, 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 you already, you already have a basic understanding of it. Um, mm-hmm. but if you need more, we can help you with it.
5: All right. Thank you very much.
3: Okay. God bless you, brother. Thank you. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 690 303 is the number we're taking your calls and your questions, and wow, we are, um, we're almost up for the program today, it's like wow, how fast it goes, Um, let's see here, and the website by the way is calvaryco.church, and I don't see the Word of Faith stuff up here, there's something on Joel Osteen, but we used to have a prosperity gospel, I don't know what happened to it, Um, but let's just come back to Denver real quick here, Michelle, welcome to the program. Thank you. Here.
4: I was calling
2: because I just wanted uh, prayer. My husband okay. had stomach cancer, uh, and he's been doing good the last couple of years. In this last couple of months, he's been getting, like, really sick and throwing up and not being able to eat right or whatever. And I've been, like seems like I'd be praying, but I'd yes. be, like, begging God for him not to die or whatever. And when he gets sick and stuff like that, sometimes I feel like I'm going to lose my mind. I already lost my parents and my older brother, so I already kind of felt like an orphan. And it's like, God, please don't take it. And I know it's not him, but, you know, it's like, God, please don't take the only thing that I have left that I love and leave me all alone. And I just feel like I'm just going crazy sometimes. So I just...
3: What a prayer. Well, Father, I pray for my sister, and I hear the great pain in her life and the challenge, the hardship, Lord, and I I pray you would strengthen her. I pray you would comfort her, Lord. She loves her husband so much, and that feeling of being all alone and isolated like an orphan, um, I just think when you were hanging on the cross, Jesus, I mean, we can't possibly feel what you were feeling, but everybody left you, and you were there all alone with the Father. And so I pray for my sister, God, as she is alone with you, even though her husband is alive, Lord, I pray you would touch him. His body is breaking down and it's, it's scary and it's hard. And my sister has so much, um, only so much strength, Lord. And I think of, um, I think of that time where Paul was wrestling God and just so overwhelmed and you said your grace was sufficient because your strength is made perfect in weakness. And so I pray for my sister that she would learn your grace is sufficient, and she's she's strong only in you. And I pray you would have mercy on Michelle today and comfort her uh, tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
4: Amen. Thank you.
3: Okay, keep us up to date, okay?
2: Okay, thank you.
3: Bye-bye. Hey Jamie, I know uh, you were waiting but we've run out of time so I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to take this call uh, but you can call back tomorrow uh, and uh, anytime Monday through Friday at this time the program is on but I'm sorry we just lost out on time um, toward the end of the program and and you guys that text or anything I'll, if it's a prayer request we'll send it on um, if it is um, um, prayer request like I said we'll pass it on if it's a Uh, question then please just text it back when the next time the program's on okay all right well thanks for um thanks for the privilege of, of being a small part of your life today um i mean because it's a pastoral show i want you to recognize how how much the show can swing from really really high to really really low to maybe a more simple basic question to a complicated question And one of the things you can learn while you're listening to this program is that's consistent with the life of your pastor. The life of your pastor can swing from high to low, from easy to hard, from a situation that is, yeah, you know, that was easy one to help that person to a situation with, I don't, I can't help. I don't have any resources. I don't, all I can do is take a sister to the Lord or pray for a family member or minister to a woman who remembers she was raped as a child. Um, and so one of the, even though this is an educational program for sure, um, but there's a lot to learn. And as you, op- maybe even as you listen to this program, you can actually pray, God, would you just teach me something? Not just facts, not just a Bible answer, but maybe how to handle a situation, or maybe how to to listen to the the flow of something, or to get a sense of, what's happening in the spiritual realm when you're doing something physical. And, um, you know, there is, uh, there is a big... Today was a big swing. And uh, even thinking about my own son and First Samuel and taking me all the way back. That was, 2014 was probably the rawest year of my life, 13 and into 14. Um, and I'm like, wow. Um, I think I'm going to go back and listen because I, I know God used... Um, And as a matter of fact, I think um, the desperation message was one of the chapters in God's Help for the Troubled Heart. Um, So, great book, by the way, God's Help for the Troubled Heart. I wrote it a few years ago with the help of many other people. Get a copy. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune
0: in next time for prayer and God's Word.